0: A friend of the family asked me to look at their iPad recently because something just wasn't working right for them. And I noticed they had like 30 instances of mail just all over the bar. And I'm exaggerating of course, but this is a person who's super smart, taught at university, but just never got computers, never got them, avoided command lines entirely, struggled with graphical interfaces for years. But when the iPad came out, that was for them the perfect computer, finally something that was simple, intuitive, full screen, focused. But year after every couple or few years, layers and layers of capabilities have been added, but with complexities to match. And many of the same problems they had with graphical interfaces, the ones the iPad initially solved for them are just coming back with the hefty helping of near constant gesture collisions on top of it all. And I mean, this is nothing new. Back in the before times for like a decade, Bill Gates tried to slap windows on a slab and make tablet PC a thing. And it just never, not ever worked. And then Steve Jobs came along and stretched the iPhone into the iPad. And it was great. It was fantastic. Just exactly what the massive mainstream majority of people actually could use. What they wanted or they always had wanted the ones who'd found PCs confounding and confusing on the desktop, no more proof needed to make positive than every other company trying to compete with it by offering more desktop-like features and just failing completely. Or as Gruber once put it, desktop being so heavy is what allowed mobile to be so light. And it led to one of the fastest sale curve accelerations in the history of consumer product history, but also, one of the fastest decelerations as most of the people who bought them were so happy, were so content with them, that they didn't see the need to buy a new one for like four to six years afterwards. But they also, at the same time, really pissed off the nerds. We were mad because this was back when Intel was still burning holes in laptops, at least for the few hours the batteries actually managed to last. And we nerds saw the super slick, super thin, super powerful, super long battery life of the tablet, and we craved it. We craved it like Sauron craved the one ring or something. And nerds often get to control the narrative. Sure, we're a tiny minority of the market, maybe five to 10% at best, but we dominate the online discourse on social and in videos. And because that's all we ourselves see, because it's a digital chamber of content echoes, we assume our opinion is everyone's opinion, and it's really, it is so very, really not. I mean, that's how we get small phones that everyone and their designer tweets endless love for as a means of getting away from their 18 other computers, but just don't sell in a world where the mainstream increasingly uses phones as their primary, if only, computer and wants them to be as big as is still pocketable, and we don't get the disconnect. We're just not happy that we already have Windows and Linux and Mac OS and Android. We just keep tweeting and blogging and YouTubing that we want iPad OS too. Oh, and yeah, Chrome OS, thank you. Just make everything for us, make everything for us nerds. And yes, absolutely, sure, 100%. It is better for me personally if I can use anything that I want, if I can choose between everything on the market, but it once again leaves that massive mainstream portion the non-nerds who briefly had something with nothing. And that just feels so beyond desolate. It's just like toaster fridges all the way around. And just why, for what purpose, towards what unifying goal, to move computing forward in what way, how? I'd much rather that Apple, and yes, Google and Microsoft for that matter, just let tablets be tablets. Let them be those computers for everyone else. Deliver on that promise. Make everyone who previously felt left out, less than, intimidated, alienated, once again be included, embraced, cared for, catered to. And then for us, for the nerds, if we really want a tablet that's as capable as a laptop, instead of forcing everyone else to deal with all that heaviness, just let us use our tablets as laptops. Instead of loading down and bloating out the tablet OS, Just let us run the desktop OS if we want to. The hardware is more than capable now, especially with all the keyboards and mice and trackpads and pencil pen levels of precision available and emulate the tablet OS for us when we want some downtime or some fun. You know, PC on the stands, pad in the hands, whatever you want to call it. We've collectively spent the last half century democratizing computing going from punch cards to command lines, to graphical interfaces, to multi-touch, taking computing from the universities and mainstreams to the desks in our homes, to the pockets on our persons, from scarcity to ubiquity, from the nerds to everyone. We finally, finally delivered on the promise of devices for people from three to 103 plus. And what a shame it would be to break that promise. What an utter shame if it turned out we just spent the last 10 years walking that last part back, basically to tablet PC, making the tablet so heavy that it leaves nothing, nothing left to be light. But it's gonna happen. It is absolutely gonna happen unless we get brilliant about it. And that's today's sponsor. Like. College level courses on everything from logic to machine learning and algorithms that power so much of today's tech made available to everyone as tablets should be and just the best method possible to learn computer science, math, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, and more in a visual hands-on way. Truly democratizing computing from the completely other end of the spectrum. For example, You can learn to program by shifting blocks of pseudocode around and you get immediate feedback, which leads to immediate results. You feel like you're solving puzzles, gaming even, but invest just a few minutes a day, every day, and you'll be amazed at how much progress you can make. And then everything from coding to algorithms becomes just way less intimidating and way more accessible. And Brilliant has thousands of lessons just like these with new exclusive content being added every month. So you never have to stop learning. You just have to start because here's the secret. Here's the thing. Everyone, absolutely everyone starts somewhere and you can get started right now, today for free. Just visit brilliant.org slash or click on the link in the description. And the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. So just click the button on the screen or go to brilliant.org slash Clicking on that button really helps out the channel. And so does hitting up this video to learn the truth about when you should upgrade. All your tech, all your gear, when should you do it and why? Check it out, and I'll see you in the next video.